Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Galatians, for or against Torah. This is part two of the series. Paul taught in Romans chapter 7 verse 12 that the Torah is holy, the commandment holy, just, and good. He also wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 8, for we know that the Torah is good. Paul explained in Romans chapter 7 verse 14 that the Torah is spiritual, for we know that the Torah is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold unto sin. So the Torah is spiritual, but I'm the one that's carnal. And so because I'm the one that's carnal when I don't follow the Torah, Paul then went on to say in Romans chapter 8 verse 6, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Well, if the Torah is spiritual, to be spiritually minded is for his Torah to be written upon our heart and our mind, and to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So how are we to follow Yeshua's Torah? How are we to walk in his Torah and walk as he walked? We follow his Torah by following his spirit. In Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27 it is written, and I will put my spirit within you. And so what's the purpose of the indwelling Holy Spirit which we receive whenever we accept Yeshua as the Messiah, when we repent of our sins and accept his shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins? What is the result? The verse goes on to say, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and to keep my judgments and do them or to follow my Torah. In Romans chapter 8 verse 1, Paul wrote, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Messiah Yeshua, who believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27, I'm going to put my Spirit within you and cause you to follow my Torah. And there is no condemnation to them in Messiah Yeshua who walk after the Spirit. And then Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 verse 16, This I say them walk in the Spirit. So how do we follow Yeshua's Torah, which is to be written upon our heart and our mind? We are to do so through the help and guidance and the inspiration of His Holy Spirit. And so do we do it in our own ability? No. In our own knowledge? No. In our own strengths? No. In our own ability? No. 
we do it with the help and guidance and leading of the Holy Spirit. And this is the way that Paul testified that he expressed his faith in Yeshua as the Messiah and that he seeks to follow Yeshua's Torah by his Spirit. In Romans chapter 7, verse 22, it is written, I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man. And the inward man is the one that has the indwelling Holy Spirit. And so this is how he delights in the Torah. Then in Romans chapter 8, verse 4, Paul wrote that the righteousness of the Torah is fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but who walk after the Spirit. Walk is a Hebraic expression for following the Torah. And so walk in Hebrew is halak, and it means the way you walk or the way you live your life. So we're to walk or live our life in following Yeshua's Torah by his Spirit. Now, back to Isaiah in chapter 2 in verse 3, it says, He will teach us his ways, we will walk in his paths. So what is walking in his paths? Out of Zion shall go forth the Torah. And so it's the Holy Spirit who helps us and instructs us in following Yeshua's Torah. In John chapter 16, verse 13, Yeshua said, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you in all truth. So the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth, and he's going to lead you and guide you in all truth. And so what is truth? Well, in John chapter 14 and verse 6, it is written, Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by me. And so Yeshua is the truth. And so walking in Torah is walking in truth. So the Holy Spirit will point you and open up your eyes to see that Yeshua is Messiah and that he is Yahweh. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 12, at the end of verse 3, it says, no one can say that Yeshua is Yahweh, but by the Holy Spirit. And so then we are told by Yeshua that one of the things that the Holy Spirit will do in John chapter 16, verse 8, that he will reprove or he will convict the world of sin. And so the Holy Spirit will point you that Yeshua is the Messiah and he will convict you of your sin. And so Yeshua is the truth and the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in all truth. So the Holy Spirit will point you to Yeshua when he convicts you of your sins. But in Psalm 119 verse 142, it is written, thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is the truth. In Psalm 119 verse 151, it is is written, you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. So Yeshua explained in John chapter 16, verse 13, that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he will lead and guide you in all truth. Since Yeshua is truth, the Holy Spirit will point you to Yeshua, and because Yeshua is the word of God, and the Torah is 
the word of God and the Torah is truth and all the commandments are truth, we see that there's a link between Yeshua being the word given the Torah at Mount Sinai and following his Torah and his commandments. They are all linked and connected and associated with one another. So given that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and we can see that truth is following Yeshua and the Torah and his commandments in 1 John chapter 1 verse 6, it is written, if we say that we have fellowship with him, we say that we believe in Yeshua as the Messiah and we're seeking to follow after him in his ways, but yet walk in darkness. Well, earlier we looked at that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path in Psalm 119 verse 105. And then in Proverbs chapter 6 verse 23, the Torah is light. And so walking in light is walking after Yeshua because he's the light of the world, John chapter 8 verse 12. And the Torah is light, Proverbs chapter 6 verse 23. And your word is light, Psalm 119 verse 105. If you walk in darkness, that means you're not following the Torah. And if you're not following the Torah, you're walking away from Yeshua because he gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. So if we say that we have fellowship with Yeshua and don't follow his Torah, we lie and we do not the truth. In 3 John chapter 1 verse 4 it is written, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And so what is walking in truth? John chapter 14 verse 6, Yeshua is truth. What is walking in truth? Psalm 119 verse 142, your Torah is truth. What is walking in truth? Psalm 119 verse 151, your commandments are truth. So walking in truth is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah and loving him, keeping his commandments and following his Torah by his spirit. And so if we believe in Yeshua and we follow his Torah by his spirit, then that is what sets or makes us free. Free from what? Free from sin. Free from what? The bondages of this world. In John chapter 8 verses 31 and 32, Yeshua said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my Torah, then are you my students, my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth you will know the Torah, and the truth, the Torah, the commandments will set you free. Set you free from what? The bondages of sin. And Yeshua prayed in John chapter 17, verse 17, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. So let's summarize. What is the Torah of Yeshua? Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai, and we're to follow what is in the written word of God, and the Torah and the word of God are synonymous, and so we're to follow what is written from Genesis to Revelation and his word or his Torah is to be written upon our heart and written upon our minds and that's what the new covenant is and we're to seek to do the will of our heavenly father and his will is his Torah written upon our heart and we're to be led and guided in expressing our faith in Yeshua as the Messiah by his Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth and the Torah and his commandments are truth. Psalm 119 verse 142 and Psalm 119 verse 151. Now this is in contrast to the Torah of the rabbis. And so the Torah of the rabbis is that they say that the written commandments that we cannot follow 
and we need their help and their interpretation in how to follow the written word of God and their instructions regarding how we follow the written word of God is superior or supersedes that which is in the written text and their interpretation is what they say has been faithfully transmitted from Mount Sinai to today and it is called the oral Torah and so in rabbinic Judaism or Orthodox Judaism they put the oral Torah above the written Torah and so let's examine more closely the Torah of the rabbis and how Yeshua opposed that model of following the Torah. Yeshua explained in Matthew chapter 16 verses 11 and 12 to be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees which is their doctrine. How is it that you do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning physical bread but that you should beware of the leaven or the sin of the Pharisees as well as the Sadducees. Then understood they how that he had bade them not to be aware of the leaven of physical bread but of the doctrine of the Pharisees in the Sadducees. And so it's the doctrine of the Pharisees and what's the central doctrine of the Pharisees? They put the oral Torah above the written texts. And so then Yeshua warned to beware of the leaven and the doctrine of the Pharisees. Who were the first century Pharisees? Well, today they're not called Pharisees. They're called Orthodox Jews or Rabbinic Judaism. We can see how the ancient Pharisees became Rabbinic Judaism from the Wikipedia Encyclopedia where it reads, the Pharisees from the Hebrew Parashim from Parash, meaning the separate were depending on the time a political party a social movement and a school of religious thought among Jews that flourished during the second temple era that is from 536 BC to 70 AD and after the destruction of the second temple Pharisaic Judaism came to be known as rabbinic Judaism and then simply as Judaism the Pharisees were an ancient sect of Judaism they existed during the time of rabbis Hillel the Elder and Shammai, the two main schools of Pharisaic Judaism in the first century and during the time of Yeshua. They are the direct predecessor to what eventually became known as Rabbinic Judaism. In contrast to other Jewish sects or groups of the time, such as the Sadducees, the Pharisees held that the books of the Tanakh or the Hebrew scriptures have always been transmitted in parallel with an oral tradition. They pointed as proof to the text of the Torah itself where they say many words were left undefined and many procedures mentioned without explanation or instructions. The reader is assumed to be familiar with the details from other sources. This parallel set of material was originally transmitted orally and came to be known as the oral law. And by the year 200 AD, much of this material was edited together with the Mishnah, which is the core document of rabbinic Judaism. And now from the Art Scroll of Genesis. Art Scroll is an Orthodox Jewish commentary on the Torah. In the introduction to page 41, it says that the oral Torah was taught in its entirety to Moses during his 40 days and 40 nights in heaven. So the rabbis teach that all of their rulings and all of their teachings were taught to Moses at Mount Sinai. In the Sanchi 
Shino Midrash Rabbah, volume 6, page 736, it further explains that it was all given to Moses on Mount Sinai. The Torah, the Mishnah, the Talmud, and the Haggadah. And so then the rabbis teach that their interpretation and their teachings came from Mount Sinai and came from Moses. Now, in the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 6, page 613, there it says that the Mishnah, which is the teachings of the rabbis written down, the oral Torah written down, that the Mishnah is greater or superior to the written scripture. And now from the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 9, page 32, here we learn that the rabbis teach that their teachings are superior and above that which is said in the written text. As it says, the injunction or the teachings of the rabbis are more beloved than those of a Torah. Why do they say? Because the explanation they give is as follows. If someone says there is no command to put on phylacteries, thus transgressing a precept of the Torah, he's subject to no penalty from the Torah. But if he says that there are five compartments in the phylacteries, thus transgressing the teaching of the rabbis, he is subject to a penalty from the rabbis. Now, the rabbis teach that their interpretation supersedes what is stated in the biblical text. This comes from the Talmud, Pesahim 115a, as it says, and even on the view that precepts, that is the scripture, cannot nullify each other, that is, one scripture cannot conflict with another scripture, it goes on to say that that principle only applies to a biblical text with another biblical text or a rabbinical teaching with another rabbinical teaching. But in the case of a scriptural and a rabbinical precept, the rabbinical precept, the rabbinical teaching comes and nullifies or supersedes the scriptural one. From the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 9, page 33, the rabbis teach that you should follow them even if they tell you that right is left and that left is right. Of the words of the rabbis, it is written from Deuteronomy in chapter 17, verse 11, according to the Torah, which they shall teach you. Now, if we look at that verse in Deuteronomy in chapter 17 and verse 11, according to the sentence of the Torah, which they will teach you, the context, going back to verse 9, and you shall come unto the priests, the Levites, and unto the judge that shall be in those days and inquire. And so the the main way in which this scriptural context is, is that it's referring to the Levites, as we just saw from Deuteronomy in chapter 17 and verse 9. And so, if we go to Second Chronicles in chapter 19 and verse 10, we see that in this chapter that... King Jehoshaphat, he is going to bring restoration that the people would follow the God of Israel as he gave Moses in the Torah. And so we're going to begin reading how Jehoshaphat saw Deuteronomy in chapter 17, verses 8 through 11. And Jehoshaphat dwelt at Jerusalem and went out again through the people from Beersheba to Mount Ephraim and brought them back 
unto the Lord God of their fathers, and he set judges in the land throughout all the fenced cities of Judah, city by city. And he said to the judges, Take heed what you do, for you judge not for man, but for the Lord who is with you in judgment. Wherefore now let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take heed and do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord your God, nor respect of persons, nor taking of gifts. Moreover, in Jerusalem did Jehoshaphat set up Levites and of the priests and of the chief of the fathers of Israel for the judgment of the Lord and for controversies when they returned to Jerusalem. And he charged them saying, thus shall you do in the fear of the Lord faithfully and with a perfect heart. And what cause whatsoever shall come to you of your brethren that dwell in their cities between blood and blood, between law and commandment, statutes and judgments, you shall even warn them that they trespass not against the Lord. So wrath come upon you and your brethren. This do, and you shall not trespass. And so we can see that this is the application then how King Josephat saw and understood the meaning of Deuteronomy in chapter 17 verses 8 through 11. And I'll now read those verses. If there arise a matter too hard for you in judgment between blood and blood, between plea and plea, between stroke and stroke, being matters of controversy within your gates, you will arise and get you up into the place which the Lord your God shall choose. That's Jerusalem. And you shall come unto the priests, the Levites, and unto the judge that shall be in those days, and inquire, and they will show you the sentence of judgment. And you shall do according to the sentence which they of that place in Jerusalem, which the Lord shall choose, shall show you, and you shall observe to do according to all that they inform you, according to the sentence of the Torah which they shall teach you, and according to the judgment which they shall tell you, you shall do. You shall not decline from the sentence which they shall show you to the right nor to the left. And so now we're going to see how these verses are applied in the future. And so to do that, we're going to go to Ezekiel in chapter 44 and we're going to begin reading in verse 15. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok that kept the charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near to me to minister unto me and they shall stand before me to offer unto me the fat and the blood says the Lord God. And it continues saying in verses 23 and 24 and they will teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane and cause them to distinguish between the unclean and the clean. And in controversy, they shall stand in judgment and they shall judge according to my judgments and they shall keep my laws and my statutes and my assemblies and they shall hallow my Sabbaths. And so in the Sachino Midrash Rabbah, volume 9, page 33, and going back to Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 11, this is how the rabbis say that this verse is to be applied. Given that, we just saw how King Jehoshaphat applied the verse. He appointed Levites. And then we see here in the future, in Messianic times, when Yeshua sets up his kingdom, you're going to have the Levites, the sons of Zadok, overseeing and doing this commandment. And so, however, the explanation that's given by the rabbis in the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah is that the verse in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 11, does not say which the Torah shall teach you, but which they shall teach you. Nor does it says according to the judgment which it shall tell you
you, but which they shall tell you. You shall not turn aside from the sentence which they shall declare unto you to the right hand or to the left. And if they tell you that the right hand is right and the left hand is left, listen to them. And even if they will tell you that the right hand is left and the left hand is right, you are to still listen to them. Now in Matthew chapter 23 verses 1 and 2, Yeshua stated the following, Then spake Yeshua to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Now, what does it mean that they sit in Moses' seat? It means that they are making judgments and interpretations of the Torah. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, Galatians, for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.